Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. My God, thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, eternal. Oh, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Eternal God. Thank you, Lord. Eternal God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. We bless you, we praise you, we magnify you, we glorify you, we lift up the name of Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. My God, everlasting, eternal. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, I thank you. My God, I bless you. My God, I praise you. My God, I glorify you. My God, I lift up the name of Jesus. My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God. Lord, thank you for your faithfulness. 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 (sighs) This morning, I'm just grateful to God for how he sticks close. Like how he sticks close. God sticks so close, right? Like how he never fails us, how he never leaves us, how he never forsakes us. God sticks so close to us. He's immutable. He's everlasting. He he never changes. Like I am so grateful for how he sticks close. Because I know within my loneliest moments, like I know in my moments when I've been overwhelmed, when I've been confused, when I've been whatever, like God has been there and he has been so intentional. So Lord, I thank you for sticking close. And I thank you for never leaving me and I thank you for never forsaking me. And I thank you, Father God, for your glory. And I thank you for your grace. And I thank you for your mercy. And I thank you for your love. And I thank you for your peace. And I thank you for your justice. And I thank you for your truth. And I thank you, Father God, for being present. And I thank you for being eternal. 
always was, always is, and always to come. My God. So this morning when I rejoice, I'm rejoicing because of his faithfulness, right? That he, that he is so faithful, that he is so consistent, that he is ever present, that he is ever present, that he never leaves me. He never backs away. He never forsakes me. My God, my God, he is continuous. And I'm so grateful for that. Like, can I be honest? Like, I didn't realize how important that was or how faithful God was. So I thank him for that. Like, I thank him this morning. I thank him. 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 I bless him. I praise him. I magnify him. I glorify you, Lord God. And I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your faithfulness to me, even when I wasn't faithful, like even when I wasn't faithful, even when I wasn't consistent, even when I backed away, even when I started pursuing everything, other things, you never, ever changed. And I'm learning as I'm getting older, he, he does stick closer than any brother. I'm learning as I'm getting older, My need for him is growing greater. My desire for him ever more. Because I'm learning without a doubt that he is consistent. And he is faithful. Like he is faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. When no one else is faithful, he is faithful. <laughs> when no one else is, he is faithful. Like he, I have I have had to lean and trust and depend on him more like than ever lately, like than ever. I've had to center my focus and my attention on him. Like I've had to trust in him more than ever. Like it's been unusual the amount of trust that I've had to put on him. But I know that's the level of trust that he's desired for me to be at. This was another level that I was lacking. And so I've learned, I'm learning how to find my total comfort in him because he is faithful. So Father God, when I say thank you this morning, I'm thanking you personally for your faithfulness to Lakeisha. That you never leave me, that you never forsake me, that you never turn your back on me. I thank you for your consistency. I thank you for how well you attend to me. I thank you for how well you love me. I thank you, Father God, that you don't give up on me, that you don't give out on me, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. And this morning, Father God, I relinquish all my control to you. All control, all control, all control, Lord God. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. I drive out every force of darkness that has tried to keep us isolated. Isolation is the trick of the enemy. Isolation is the trick of the enemy. I drive out every force of darkness that has tried to keep us isolated. I cast down every wicked imagination, everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. I drive out those forces, everything that has tried to make me think I was lonely. My God, I drive out those forces right now in the name of Jesus, God, because you have been so intentional with me. You have never left me. You have never forsaken me. You have not forgotten about me.
Thank you for your holiness. Thank you for your holiness. Thank you for your holiness. Thank you, Father, for your peace. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Father God, for just who you are. Thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you for giving me the activities of my ant limbs. Thank you for giving me eyes to see. Thank you for clothing me in my right eye. Thank you for providing for me. Thank you for food in my fridge. Thank you for gas in my car. Thank you for a roof, my God, over my head because somebody somewhere is believing you for a roof. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Because someone else needs to experience your grace and your mercy today. Thank you for your love. Thank you for how you shower me with blessings. My God, thank you for keeping me from danger seen and unseen. And thank you for your glory. 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 Thank you. I'm anxious for absolutely nothing. Everything in prayer and supplication, I'm making my request known. And with thanksgiving, Father God, I receive your peace that passes all understanding. And I thank you for your glory. And I thank you that you are with us on this devotional, the, the devotional today, Lord God. And I just thank you, Father God, that you are ever present help and that there is no circumstance or no situation that we can't overcome with the help of the Holy Spirit. My God, we drive out every force of darkness, every hindrance spirit, every demonic attack, everything that's been plaguing us, everything that's been trying to keep us from pressing and uniting with you, Lord God, and receiving your truth. My God, and we drive out every force of darkness and every principality that's been trying to keep us isolated. That is not from you. That is not from you. That is a tactic. That is a tri trick of the enemy. So we thank you, Father God, that we roll, we, we lay ourselves boldly before the altar today. We hear clearly. We have eyes to see and ears to hear, Lord God. And we thank you, Father God. You are sovereign. You are just. You are truth. We thank you, Father God, for miracle signs and wonders manifesting in our life and throughout this earth. Father God, we decrease, Father God, so that the Holy Spirit may increase. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, and just a second, I just have a few things that I'm going to share with you, right? Um, they're dropping information on how you can give. You'll see us drop how you can stay connected and all that. So just pay attention when they pin a comment, pay attention to the comment and just connect. You can connect to us. However, we'll make an invitation for the gospel. I'll make your invitation for partnership, all that, all that information is going to be up here. I want to keep my focus on Jesus. I want to obey God because he gets on me all the time about not doing what he said, do right about giving, especially. So there's information dropped on how you can give. And we'll get back to that as well. At the end, you can consider becoming a monthly partner with us. Um, consider making a donation offering. And I'll tell you a little bit about our programs this morning, but I was talking to my godson yesterday and we were, I was riding home from church. And as I was riding home from church and we're not back in church, in our church, we're not back in church. But we are, um, I do some things with social media and all of that stuff. So I'm in church on Sundays. And as I was riding back home from church, we were just encouraging each other in the word. And as we were encouraging each other in the word, we were talking about the Holy Spirit. And he said something because I shared something with him. And then he came back and he was like, Mama, I don't know why we isolate the Holy Spirit to think that he's only for Sundays. 
I don't know why we isolate the Holy Spirit to think that he's only for Sundays, that Sunday is the only day that we need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not isolated to just Sundays or just Wednesdays. The Holy Spirit is for every day of living. <laughs> that is what the Holy Spirit is for. The Holy Spirit is for every day of living. And so perhaps if we're still struggling in some areas, it's because we haven't tapped into the Holy Spirit yet. We haven't allowed the Holy Spirit to really evolve us in that area. We haven't really allowed the Holy Spirit to grow us up in that area. We're really not, we're really not tapping into the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not, and he was saying, and I was like, son, you are right. The Holy Spirit is not for Sunday. And every time I've needed to do something that I've never, ever done before, do you know how I do it? I do it by the Holy Spirit. I do it. I do it by the Holy Spirit. I am not doing it by Lakeisha. I don't have supernatural strength on Lakeisha, right? I'm just in agreement with what the Holy Spirit can do for my life. I cannot. There, there has been things that I've been way too weak for that I haven't been able to do. And, and so if the enemy can keep you in a spooky place where you don't understand the Holy Spirit or where you've never received the Holy Spirit or that you didn't understand that the Holy Spirit was not just for church. Or if he can keep you in an isolated place where you can't encounter the Holy Spirit or where you won't take up the multitude account. Come on now. My God. And so I need the Holy Spirit for absolute. I need the Holy Spirit for my marriage. I need the Holy Spirit to raise my children. I need the Holy Spirit for my workplace. I need the Holy Spirit for my businesses. I need the Holy Spirit for this ministry. I need the Holy Spirit for my relationships. My God, if I had not had the Holy Spirit, I would be done. I would have torn this ministry up by now. The Holy Spirit is what has grown me up. The Holy Spirit is what has matured me. The Holy Spirit is what has opened the eyes of my understanding to the hope and call of who I'm called to be in Christ Jesus. Jesus told them when he said, he said, I gotta go. I gotta go. Like, I gotta go. Like, I gotta go. He told him, he said, I gotta go. He said, I, that's what he told him in John 14. He said, I gotta go, right? That I'm gonna go. But this is what you need to know. I'm not leaving you by yourself. I'm not leaving you. I'm not leaving you by yourself. I'm not leaving you alone. I'm not leaving you isolated. I'm not leaving you without help. I'm not leaving you without everything you need. What I need you to do is trust me for what happens next. Remember when I talked to you last week and I said, um, when I said, when I, when I talked to you last night, I think it was last week. And I said to you, your righteousness extends beyond just Jesus Christ dying on the cross. Beyond that, beyond that, your righteousness extends beyond just the death. It's all the benefits that comes with your righteousness. And one of the benefits of accepting Jesus Christ is the Holy Spirit. So why would we want to be without the Holy Spirit? The enemy will lie, have you lied? Come on now. He'll be lying to you. He'll have you caught up. He'll have you lacking when you shouldn't lack. <laughs> He'll have you emotional and all over the place. And Jesus said, look. Even when I left, I'm not leaving you alone. So I'm going to read this to you. This is John. And this is a role of the Holy Spirit. This is the 16th verse. And this is the amp amplified. It's John 14, 16. It says, I will ask the father and he will give you another helper. Comforter. Advocate. 
intercessor, counselor, strengther, standby to be with you forever. The Holy Spirit is not conditional, baby. It's not conditional. It's not like the Holy Spirit is not conditional. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive and take to its heart. You're not going to be able to receive this by the world standard, right? I was reading, I was reading something the, um, yesterday it was a tweet by John Piper and he was quoting someone else, right? And he said, a man or woman will be on their way to hell and the world will never say anything, but let a man or a woman choose Christ and the world will fight them on that tooth and nail. We'll fight them. We'll fight them. So if a man or woman is in their wrong way, going down the wrong path on the right, right path, people will never say nothing. The minute a person decides to choose Christ, everybody in the world has something to say. The minute a person decides to sell out to Jesus, the minute a person decides to trust the Holy Spirit over human intellect, then that's when the forces of hell begin to speak up. Your friends going to come at you. Your loved one's going to come at you. Your mama will come at you, right? But can I tell you something? The, the word spoke on that. In the last days, it says mother, mother, mothers against daughters, fathers against son, right? The minute you decide to set down truth, every force in hell is going to come against you. You can be on your way to hell and nobody will talk to you about on your way to hell. They'll affirm it. They'll celebrate it. They'll let you go down a path on the way to hell. But the moment you decide to make Jesus your, everybody got something to say. Nobody, one of my friends said something to me. She said, here's the funny thing. I was caught up in adulterous affairs for years. Nobody ever said anything to me when I was caught up in adulterous affairs. The minute that I decided to make Jesus Christ Lord and Savior, the minute I decided to get tunnel vision, the minute that I decided to sell out, that was the minute that everybody had something to say. And I don't know about you, but any relationship that's not going to push me closer to Christ, I don't have time to be yoked with it. I don't have time to be yoked with it. I've got to recognize the force of darkness, the blocker, the border bully, the thing that's in my path and in my way that's really trying to keep me from being this, right? From being this, from being this, from being who Christ called me to be in Jesus' name. That any, 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 anything, the, the thing that solidifies, the relationships that solidify me in Christ are the ones that I have to stick close to because iron has to sharpen iron. So he said, I'm going to see you. He said, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive and take it to its heart. The world can't receive this, right? Let me give you this. My God, I didn't know you were leading this way, but thank you. First Corinthians 2 14. It says the natural man does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God for they are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned, spiritually discerned, right? And so they're not going to understand when you make a decision to sell out. They're not going to understand when you make a decision. Mama Sandra, have no, we have no time to play right now. We are in the last days. I don't know how long the last days are, but we have absolutely no time to play. So every force in hell is going to come to distract you. 
every force, every force in hell is going to come to to discourage you. Every force in hell, it's it's a border bully. We're reading a book in one of my coaching groups. <laughs> we're reading a good, that's not, I don't want to take that, my original statement. We're reading a book in one of my coaching groups and border bullies are real, real. Border bullies are real, real. They come to block you, to discourage you, to keep you from walking in the more of God. And unfortunately, until we learn to master and manage our emotions, until we learn to capture our thoughts, until we learn to cast down wicked imaginations, until we learn to stop compromising ourselves, those border bullies take precedent in our lives. He said the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive and take to heart because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with you continually and will be with my God will be with you, right? And so we're on this journey right now. Remember that we're on this journey of learning how to hear the voice of God. And if I'm going to learn how to hear the voice of God, then everybody that's been a part of this devotional for such a long time, you always know that God always gives us the strategies. He deals with the things that are in our heart. He deals with the things that have been in the way of us healing. And one of the things that we're going to start talking about this week is how to manage our emotions. How, how to manage our emotions so we can hear God, how to deal with our emotions so we can hear God. We are not to be emotionally led. We are to be led by the spirit. And when our emotions come up, we have to teach our thoughts how to manage our emotions. Because the emotions are there. The emotions are innate. God had motion, emotions, but we've got to teach our thoughts. God laughed. God celebrated. God did all it. God cried. God, all, all of those things. But one of the things that we've got to learn how to do is to, to capture our thoughts so that we can manage our emotions. And most of us for the most part have not done that. We've, we've allowed our emotions to manage us for so wrong and for so long and for so wrong. My God, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? My God, what am I doing? <laughs> right? And, and have incited that it's been from the Lord. <laughs> Does not like, girl, I got so much I gotta say. He said, this is what he said. He said, continually 18 verse. He said, I will not leave you as orphans. And if you've had an orphan spirit, if people have already abandoned you, if people have always neglected you, it is hard to understand that the Holy Spirit will never leave you. That's so real. It's hard. It's hard for you to conceive that God would never leave you because somebody has always walked out on you. So I drive out the spirit of abandonment. I drive out the spirit of darkness. I drive out this orphan spirit back to the pits of hell from which it came. So can I tell you something about when you've been orphaned and abandoned? The enemy always, always sends miscellaneous spirits to try to attach you, to comfort you, um, to become friends with you. <laughs> Always, always sends, always sends fake relationships um, for you to become attached to look real godly, but ain't godly <laughs> leading you right there on the wide path. When he knows you've been orphaned and abandoned, he, he, he sends relationships to you that you are almost addicted to 
people you can't give up, people you can't walk away from, people who will speak in your life with no godly wisdom whatsoever. He is very strategic when someone has been orphaned. He is very strategic when someone has been abandoned. He sends all these pseudo relationships, right? But they actually feed to your flesh. Because the assignment is to keep you from the spiritual relationships that you need to connect to. Holy Spirit speak. <laughs> Holy Spirit speak. Holy Spirit speak. Holy Spirit speak. It says, I will not leave you as orphans, comfortless, bereaved, and helpless. I will come back to you. After a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live. You will also live. On the day when that time comes, you will know for yourselves that I am in my father and you are in me and I am in you. The person who has my commandments and keeps them in the one who really loves me and whoever really loves me will be allowed by my father and I will love him and reveal myself to him. I will make myself real to him. My God, I will make my, and then he talks about Judas because Judas betrayed him, right? And then he goes to the 23rd voice and he says, if anyone really loves me, he'll keep my word. And my father will love him and we will come to him and make our dwelling place in him. Um, yesterday, Judah was kind of having a rough day, right? Sometimes he does that. He's 10. He's learning to manage himself and his emotions. He's learning self-control and he was having a rough day and we were ending our night in our family prayer, right? And I was praying for him. Like I was praying for him to be able to operate in self-control. Lord, help Holy Spirit, help Judah to operate in self-control. Help him to be obedient. Holy Spirit, he needs you, right? And then as soon as I prayed that, the Lord told me, he said, you need to remind him obedience is out of love. He needs to obey you because he loves you. He needs to obey me because he loves me because the word tells me to honor his father and his mother. He needs to obey because he love, we love, we obey out of love, right? We obey because we love. Oh my gosh, Lord, I thank you. One who does not really love me does not keep my words and the word teaching with you here, with which you hear is not mine, but the father's who sent me. I have told you these things while I am still with you. 26 verse, but the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengther, standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name and my place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things and he will help you remember everything that I have told you. Peace. I leave with you. My perfect peace. I give to you. Not as the world gives to you. Remember when I just said that, that the Lord world loves to send things to you that appear to be peaceful, but are not peaceful. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be frayed. Let my perfect peace calm you in every situation and give you courage and strength for every challenge. You heard me tell you I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. If you really love me, you would have rejoiced because I'm going back to the father for the father is greater than I. My God, I thank you. My God, remember when I told you Jesus' Jesus' death and resurrection was greater than we can imagine we needed him to die so that we could have the Holy Spirit to govern us every day of our life. Let me give me give me give me give you one more scripture. I thank you, Lord, for your word and you being intentional with us. Mm.
Philippians 4 and 13, it says, I can do all things which he called me to do. Right? Right? Did you hear that? I can do all things which he called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. That's for Philippians 4 13. That's the amplified version. And if I skip <laughs> my God, I thank you for that. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Go down to the 17 verse. It says not I, that I seek the gift itself, but I seek the profit to which increases to your heavenly account. He was talking about them giving. And then he said, but I've received everything in full and more. I'm amply supplied. My God, God. will, And then 19 says, and my God will liberally supply, fill unto full your every need according to his riches and glory. Come on, Lord, my God. And then Philippians 3 and 20 says, but we are different because our citizenship is in heaven. From, and from there, we eagerly await the coming of our Savior, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who by exerting the power which enables him even to subject everything to himself, will not only transform, but completely refashion our earthly bodies so they will be like his glorious resurrected body. Every step that you make towards Christ, your body is becoming glorified. Till the day that it becomes ultimately glorified. And I got a testimony for that. So today I want us to, the next seven days, we are going to pray for our nation. We're going to spend some time in prayer for our nation. Today we are praying for unity. <laughs> right? Today we are praying for unity for our nation. We're going to do that for the next six days, seven days. We're going to start learning how to manage our emotions. So we can hear God because your emotions will stand in the way of you hearing God and how we manage, manage if how we manage our emotions is through controlling our thoughts. How we control our thoughts is through the word of God. It's simple. It's going to take an intensity. It's going to take some redirection. It's going to take some commitment. It's going to take some decisions. It's going to take you saying, I'm sick of my emotions leading me <laughs> because you're, when you are in an emotional state, when you're depressed, when you're anxious, when you're tired, when you're worried, when you're confused, that's why I always tell you, do not make a decision in an emotional state. The enemy will have you foolish. Been there, done that. The enemy will have you foolish. You don't have time to make, you cannot make a decision in an emotional state. And I'm going to back all this in the word. I got plenty of example of every decision in the word that's been made in an emotional state. And what it did was cost the person. And the only reason was because they were either. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank <laughs> Thank you, Lord. And so we're going to, we're going to, we're going to pray for unity. We're going to pray for unity. Um, the other thing that I'm going to be doing is Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I'm going to be specifically praying for you. So if you have a prayer request, and I mean, I need you to be specific because I'm going to pray for you. 
If you have a prayer request, I need you to send in your prayer request and I need you to be real literal. I don't need you to DM it. I need you to email it to me. I'm going to print it out and I'm going to pray for you. So if there is something that you need to see God to do, I need you to give me that prayer request. I, 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 I need you to give me that prayer request. I don't need this to be the time that you scale back. I need this to be the time that you be bold, that you, e that you email me that prayer request, that you submit that prayer request so that I can pray and stand in the gap for you. I, I want to be able to do that for you this week. I want to be that intentional for you this week that I stand and pray for you, whatever it is you're believing God for. Whatever, whatever it is, whatever you need to see God do, I want you to get me those prayer requests because I'm going to start tomorrow praying those prayers for you. I'm going to stand in faith and agreement with you to see God move. So can we pray in unity? And then we'll get into the word today. Some people who are new are like, yeah, that wasn't a word. No, that was just how God exhorts us. Father God, we thank you. Father God, we thank you for the responsibility to pray and stand in the gap for our nation today. We thank you, Father God, um, and gird ourselves in truth. Father God, we come for and stand in the gap for the nation and we repent. We have not been unified. We have not been one nation under God. And so, Father God, today we pray for unity in the body of Christ. We pray for unity in our homes. We pray for unity in our city. We pray for unity in our state. We pray for unity in the White House. We pray for unity in our neighborhoods. We pray for unity in our city governments. We pray for unity in our state governments. Forgive us for not being one nation under God. Father God, according to your word, Amos 3, 3, do two walk together unless they have agreed to do so. So this body of believers here, we stand in the gap. We stand for righteousness. We stand for unity. We stand for grace. We stand for mercy. We stand for your love. And we ask you, Father God, to pour your spirit out upon all Unify the race, unify the body, unify the church, Lord God. We drive out every force of darkness. We drive out every spirit of division. We drive out every cancerous like attitude that has been multiplying and increasing in the body. And we call forth unity right now in Jesus name. Father God, you said, according to your word, if your people, which are called by your name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek your face and turn from their wicked ways then we will hear from heaven and you will forgive their sin and heal their land. Heal strife, heal contentions, heal doubt, heal racism, heal this discombobulated attitude, Lord God, heal our land. We need you, oh God. We need unity. We need your peace. We need your grace. We need your mercy. We need your hand, Lord God. We have been divided too long. The church has been divided too long. This is not a denominational thing, Father God. 
This is a you thing, Lord God. Heal our hearts. Show us the broken places in our heart, the things that do not align with your vision and your word. Bring us to truth, Lord God. We drive out this cantankerous, cancerous spirit that's been multiplying in our nation. Father God, apostles spoke against it yesterday, this chaotic spirit, Lord God, that's been causing division. We cast out the spirit of division, Lord God, right now in Jesus' name. And we call forth unity and we ask you for grace and we ask you for mercy, Lord God. And Father God, you said we believe when we receive, when we pray. So we thank you, Lord God, that we stand up in unity, that we won't be divided. We cast out this slanderous, backbiting spirit. My God, we repent if we've been a part of it, Lord God. We drive out every spirit, every force of darkness, Lord God. We take our position in you today. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. If you believe, you receive when you pray. If you believe, you receive when you, we got to start blocking the devil. We got to start recognizing him and blocking him. We got to start driving out the force of darkness. And remember, whatever you sign off from for, whatever you agree with, right? It's hard for you to come in and take possession of that part of land. So if you've been part of the disunity, if you've been part of spewing the venom, if you've not been letting God deal with your heart, then go ahead and repent. Lord, forgive me. Lord, Lord, forgive me. And let me get in position as the intercessor to pray for the city, to pray for the state, to pray for the nation. Let me repent. Let me come out of it so that I can take possession of it. <laughs> so I can take authority of it. So we can stand in unity in Jesus Christ and nothing else. Let me come out of whatever I came in agreement with. Let me come out of it so that you can begin. He said, if my people who are called by my name, humble themselves, seek their face, pray, turn from their wicked ways. That's the repent then I, they will hear from heaven. I'm going to forgive their sin and then I'm going to heal their land. Lord God, we need you to heal our land in Jesus name. Amen. If you believe you receive when you pray, I'm, I'm declaring revival breakout. I'm declaring a unified church, one church, one nation under God with Jesus Christ in it. I'm declaring that I'm believing God. I'm receiving that by faith. My God, I thank you. So I want to give you a little, th a few things today on this journey we're about to take. We started on a journey on how to hear God better. And can I be honest with you? Like I thought I heard God at one level. And then the more that I been, I came into my intimate spaces with God, I began to recognize um, how much I really wasn't letting the Holy Spirit lead me. Um, my emotions where in fact, um, and if you've never received the Holy Spirit, like you do have to receive the Holy Spirit. We're given the Holy Spirit when we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, right? And then once, once we're baptized, right, um, you, you, God comes close to us. So if you've never received the Holy Spirit, the first thing you need to do is repent. That's Acts 2.38. And be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, forgiveness of your sins, and you're going to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You got to believe in Jesus. You got to be baptized. 
Um, and then you got to receive the spirit, right? You ask for the spirit, right? Uh, first Timothy four and 14 says, do not neglect the spiritual gift within you, which was bestowed on you through prophetic utterance and the laying of hands. Right. But don't neglect the Holy spirit that comes with Jesus. Right. And so you need to, you need to accept and receive Lord. I need to receive the Holy spirit. I never really received the Holy spirit. So I want to talk to you a little bit about your emotions today and how we learn how to manage our emotions through our thoughts and how we succumb our thoughts to the word of God. Emotions are really real and there's nothing wrong with your feelings or your emotions. That's fine, right? You cannot control feelings or emotions. And when you try to control or feelings or emotions, then you become perverse. And I know that sounds strange. You become hardened. <laughs> and so I used to think you had to control your feelings and your emotions. You cannot, you do not choose your feelings. You do not choose your emotions. God has feelings or emotions, but you are responsible for your feelings and emotions. And so one of the biggest things is, um, feelings and emotions are not good or bad. It's what comes after it's what the feelings or emotions lead you into right? We just got a few more minutes. I'm going to give you this. It's what the feelings or emotions lead you into. That's the problem. It's not that the feelings. So that's why one of my biggest things now is, um, uh, when I'm dealing with my friends and they're in a crisis, I'm like, look, you need to feel what you feel. Stop trying to block it. That's where it becomes perverse. And when I say perverse, what I mean is that's when it becomes not human, right? And you're like, oh, we supposed to be spiritual, but your feelings and emotions are real. Feelings and emotions have been in the Bible all the time. It's what I deal with the, what I do with the feelings and emotions after it. They're not good or bad. They just are feelings and emotions, right? And even though you can't choose what you feel, you are responsible to how you respond. And one of the things that hinders us from hearing God at the capacity that we need to hear God is because most of us have not learned to manage or master our emotions. We've allowed our emotions and feelings to lead so many decisions we make. And because we expect God to answer to us quickly, we don't like to wait on God. We don't like to build in patience and endurance. Often we will move ahead of God because we don't want to wait on God, what, what God is telling us because we've allowed the emotions to rule us. Like the emotions are just, we're not submitting. We're not submitting the emotions. We're not saying to the emotions, you don't get to rule me. We're not casting down thoughts. We're not casting down wicked imaginations. Once the emotion comes up, we just continuously let the emotion build and go on and go on and go on. We're not taking the thought captive. We're not submitting the emotion to God, right? And so when, when we try to wall off emotions, when we try to act like we don't have emotions or act like we don't feel anything, that's the perversity, right? And I used to operate like that. Like I used to operate in the perversity of, I'm just not going to allow myself to feel anything. Well, that's not of God either. <laughs> I'm not going to let my word says, mm -mm. I'm feeling what I'm feeling. 
I'm frustrated. I'm feeling what I'm feeling. I'm overwhelmed. I'm feeling what I'm feeling. I'm consumed. I'm feeling what I'm feeling. I'm anxious. I'm feeling what I'm feeling. Um, all of those things that go with it. Your feelings are really feel. You're feeling what you're feeling. It's what I do next with the feeling that really matters, right? So feelings going to do two things. Feelings going to lead you down the right path or feelings are going to lead you down the wrong path. It ain't no in the middle. Feelings either do it here or feelings do it here. You here and here. You either here or here. When I meet people who are non-emotional or when I'm talking to somebody about something that's really serious. So can I tell you something? When you, when you operate in something, your discernment to be able to hear something, especially when God has really delivered you from something is really high. So because absolutely, because you got to go back and get somebody else free. Right? So I hear emotions high. I understand emotional situations high. I also hear when people are walled off high. Like I hear those things, like my discernment for those things are like, oh, okay. They close themselves off to what we were talking about. So when you try to suck it up or you don't deal with where you are, it's so, it's so much more to that. Okay. So feelings, feelings can do, um, when you disregard an emotion and these are not, these are some things I'm reading and studying. When you disregard an emotion, you're empowering it. You're empowering it, right? That's what happens when we disregard emotion. We're empowering it. When we ignore it, when we push away, um, when we try to fix it, we're empowering it, right? And the only way to let an emotion, and the only way to make let an emotion um, go away or a, a, um, an uncomfortable feeling go away is to allow yourself to feel it. When the emotion comes, you allow yourself to feel it. You, you don't try to block your tears. You cannot, uh, when my husband died, I was in work mode. And so for 11 days, I never really cried. Cause we had a camp, we had a golf tournament. So for 11 days, I never really cried. So then after the 11th day, because I had walled my emotions up, cause I was trying to keep it all together. Baby, what look what what happened the next six months wasn't good, <laughs> right? And so you gotta let you gotta let yourself feel it. You gotta seek to understand why you're having it. You gotta ask yourself what it means. You gotta ask yourself what it tell what it's telling you. That's processing the emotion. Why am I feeling it? Why am I having it? What does it mean? What is it telling you? What is it telling you? Right? So emotions have deep things that have to do with ourselves. So I want to give you two scriptures before we get out of here. I've already given you some of them. The Lord took it out of other first Corinthians two 14. Um, first, the natural man does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God for they are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Right? When people start teaching us and talking to us about managing our emotions, because most of us have been led by our emotions so long, we usually get offended. And then we close ourselves off because nobody has really ever talked to us about how to handle our emotions. No one has said to me, you can really control your emotions through the thoughts. That's the first thing. So to be able to discern this, so that I can have ears to hear, 
I'm going to have to accept this by the spirit. I got to accept this by the spirit. I got to, I got to accept this by the spirit. I got to accept this by the spirit. Second thing, John 14 and 26, I had already given you this. You're going to need the help of the Holy Spirit to manage your emotions. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, Holy Spirit, you're going to have to give me strength to help me manage my emotions because I've been led by emotions for way too long. Right. And then this is the last thing that I need you to understand about your emotions, because it's not it's it's your emotions are flesh led. Right. Your emotions can be let lead you into a flesh. Right. They, they can let the flesh, the emotions are flesh. They lead you into acts of the flesh, not acts of the spirit. Right. So when we are emotion, remember, it's not the emotion itself that's wrong. It's what happens next in the emotion that becomes very flesh led. So if my emotions are in an uproar, if I'm not controlling my thoughts, if my mind is not renewed to the word, if I won't submit the situation to Christ, if I won't pause to say, why am I feeling this? What's going on here? Um, if I won't process the process, right? If I won't process what I'm going through, then what happens next is my emotions and my feelings take lead. And when my emotions and feelings take lead, can we end this right here? Can we end in Galatians tonight? We're going to chew on this this week. This is going to take some time. This is what it looks like. This is what it looks like when God is personal with us and saying to us, and don't say, I don't need this. Don't say, I ain't got no problem with my emotions. Don't, don't, don't. Mm -mm. And if you don't have one, that's good. Come get refined, right? Come get refreshed. Come get renewed. Come get your mind built up so you can be strong and help somebody else, right? Because I told you, once we get delivered from something, it's our job to go back and get somebody else, right? So let's say go to go, go to five. It said it was for this freedom that Christ set us free, completely liberating us. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not subject you again to a yoke of slavery, which you were once removed. You are not enslaved to your emotions. Now, it is I, Paul, who tells you that if you receive circumcision as a supposed requirement of salvation, Christ will be of no benefit for you. For you will lack faith. And I'm in the Amplified this morning. In Christ that is necessary for salvation. Once more, I solemnly affirm to every man who receives circumcision as a supposed requirement of salvation that he is under obligation and required to keep the whole law. He was talking to them about the legalism of religion, right? He said, you've been, if that's your thing, if you're just doing what you're doing out of religion, you're going to be in trouble, <laughs> right? He gets to the first verse. He says, for we not relying on the law. But through the strength and power of the Holy Spirit, by faith, are waiting confidently for the hope of righteousness, which completes our salvation. For if we are in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything, but only faith activated and expressed and working through love. Right? You were running the race. Who has interfered and prevented you from obeying the truth? The deceptive persuasion is not from him who called you to freedom. A little leaven, a slight inclination to error, or a few false teachers leavens the whole batch. It perverts the concept of faith and misleads the church. A few false emotions will mislead you. 
I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will adopt no other view contrary to mine on the matter. But the one who is disturbing you, whoever he is, will have to bear the penalty. But as for me, brothers, if I'm still preaching circumcision, as I have done before I met Christ, right? And he goes into all of that. In that case, the stumbling block of the cross to unbelieving Jews has been abolished. I wish that those who are troubling you by teaching you that circumcision is necessary for salvation would even go all the way and castrate themselves. Man, Paul, for you, my brothers and sisters are called to freedom. Only do not let your freedom become an opportunity for the sinful nature, worldliness, selfishness, but through love, serve and seek the best for one another. For the whole law concerning human relationships is filled in one precept. You shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. That is, you shall have an unselfish concern for others and do things for their benefit. But if you divide, bite and devour one another in bickering and strife, watch out that you along with your entire fellowship are not consumed by one another. But I say, walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Seek him and be responsive to his guidance. And then you will certainly not carry out the desire of the sinful nature, which responds impulsively without Richard responds impulsively without regard for God and his precepts for the sinful nature has its desire, which is opposed to the spirit and the desire of the spirit opposes the sinful nature for these two, the sinful nature and the spirit are in direct opposite of each other continually in conflict so that you as believers do not always do whatever good things you want to do. But if you are guided and led by the spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now the practices of the sinful nature are clearly evident. So at any time my emotions lead, they're going to lead me into a place where I am not being governed by my spirit, where I am going to be governed by my flesh. And if my emotions lead, then this is what the flesh begins to look like. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, total irresponsibility, lack of self-control, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, envy, drunkenness, riotous behavior, and other things like these. I warn you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. So when my spirit, my emotions don't lead me, the evidence is the fruit of the spirit, which is the result of his presence within us. Love, unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace, patience, not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against these things, there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified their sinful nature with its passion and its appetites. If we claim to live by the Holy Spirit, we must also walk by the Spirit with personal integrity, godly character, and moral, moral courage. Our conduct empowered by the Holy Spirit. We must not become conceited, challenging, or provoking one another, or envying one another. Woo! Jesus. That's a lot chew on that. We're going to unpack that this week because we've got to master our emotions so that we don't live by the flesh. I need to give you one more scripture. 
Romans 12 and 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to discern what is good, pleasing, and the perfect will of God. The only reason we haven't been able to discern God or hear God at the capacity that we need to is because our emotions, our feelings have been leading us. So I thank God for this. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ and Lord and Savior, I gave you the steps for that. This is your moment, your time, your defining hour. Jesus, I need a Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. If you've never partnered with this ministry, will you consider partnering with this ministry? If you want to learn how to master your emotions, stay tapped in. We have so much going on this week. We have Feed the Streets. I didn't get time to talk about it. I'll talk. The last pillow talk, the absolutely last pillow talk for this year is July. We have a few scholarships. You need to go get it. If you want a scholarship, if you want to attend, you need to get registered. People have been registering all weekend long. Don't miss it. It won't be another pillow talk this year. I love you so much. We have another workshop, but more than anything, God loves you. Go be loved today. Experience the power of God in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.